expecting Dropkick Murphys? I've never been much to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. The new Q105... Sorry, he's in the the radio show mode. It's 2.17 in the Q105 studio, but this is Podcast Bill on Thursday, March 17th. Today was the day. So I call them sick days or vacation days, but I know the... The phrasing, the verbiage has changed in recent times, become more broad. Today was the day to use PTO for a variety of reasons. First of all, um, some things we'll get to. You've been stealing and now you're pissed off that you're going to get charged for it. The library adding another incredible service. Um, I asked about my heritage and what's always in the fridge. Just making some notes. Um... I, when I was younger, lived for March Madness. In fact, this is a guy thing more than anything, I think. But I, uh, when I was in school, middle school, maybe it started, no, it was definitely middle school and then through high school. Um, I always used a uh, (coughs) stomach ache day, the Monday after um, Selection Sunday for the tournament. I loved the tournament. And uh, my dad knew that I loved picking games and I would get what was, well, what's still called a newspaper. And I'd get all my Sports Illustrateds and sporting news. And I was like 13, 12, 13, 14 years old and I would research the hell out of these games all day Monday instead of going to school and then fill out my bracket like everybody else. As I got older, um, it the, the Thursday and Friday were national holidays for me. Um, I would get to the bar before noon. Um, when I was living in Allentown, some friends would come down from New York, and we we all love college basketball. And we just sat there for forever. We we didn't stay till midnight. Usually, it was like an eleven to five or six kind of deal. Go home, rest, and then watch the games till sometimes one a.m. And I have some incredible memories as a teenager of college basketball, which I will not share with you now. I'll say this, even though teams from back home, Villanova is a blue blood now, like Duke or Kentucky. They won two championships recently. The team of my youth was Temple University. And um, I'll just leave it at that. We'll move on to some things, but these are some great days. This would have been a great day to use that time off. Uh, have a long weekend. Watch a lot of basketball. Just do some St. Patrick's Day things. Do you want a great St. Patrick's Day story fat, real fast? Sure you do. So uh, at, at the old, doing the morning rush, we did a, a live broadcast for St. Patrick's Day. The, the show was live in the morning at Tilted Kilt. This was probably 2016. I was uh, so intent on making sure we had a good broadcast I, I knew that I was going to be the one that didn't drink a lot. I didn't eat. And then when we were done, I drank a lot. And I hadn't eaten. And I called an Uber and didn't get to it. My One of my co-best friends, Josh, Alex is the other, had to get me home. It was ugly. And I had taken off the next day, or that was a Friday, but it was it was ugly and it was embarrassing. Um. I had spent $270, and to this day, I don't know whether the tip was $200 or the beer or the alcohol was $200. But what, in some combination, it was $270. So a $70 tab with a $200 tip, you get the idea. Um, let's talk about money here for a second. Netflix. So you, you hear that they're going to add a surcharge to people that are sharing passwords. And I like the fact that people are so upset you're being charged for something that you have been, which basically theft, stealing. 
Can I give you an example? And I, and I, I understand. My friend Steve from Toledo Animal Rescue was giving me a hard time. He said, stop complaining about daylight, daylight saving. I'm like, I'm not complaining. I'm simply making observations and I'm channeling other people's complaints. Because quite frankly, I don't care. The Netflix surcharge thing for password sharing, and we'll, we'll do more on that in just a moment. And we're going to keep today's podcast short. No guests. And I was out of gas yesterday. I can't do, like, what was it, three podcasts yesterday and the radio show? Um, so we'll keep this quick. Uh, the Netflix the Netflix surcharge uh, news reminds me of how people now feel accosted and insulted that they have to pay for access to the blade online. First of all, I would pay for it, but you can use the blade news slide, which is completely free. Um, for two decades or more, uh, whatever the blade site is, the blade.com where, where I'm from back home, philly.com, the inquire and daily news in Detroit, debt news, Detroit news and, and free press free.com always free. <laughs> As they grew the business model, as they grew the digital side. You do know, though, like the physical content was never free. You had to pay for it. Um, we got a newspaper delivered to my home um, when I was a, a kid in middle school and high school. And I would take the sports section to school with me. And my dad was not pleased when I didn't come home with it. That newspaper was paid for. We had a newspaper subscription when I was going to Temple University. I grabbed the Daily News every day, Philadelphia Daily News, which I enjoyed better than the, it was, uh, you actually opened it like a, like a book. It wasn't a typical newspaper layout. I paid whatever it was for that, 50 cents, 75 cents, 35 cents. Obviously things have inflated, but we always had to pay for this. I know the website was free for a long time, but if it's good content, pay in a commensurate fashion, Okay. Bringing this back to Netflix, some people have said, well, I travel, and if I'm on my iPad or I log in somewhere else, um, does that mean they're going to strike me down? I don't think so. But look, uh, technology, uh, the tech world is very smart. They will create things that can track and crack down on these things. And I think the crackdown will be not on the the traveling necessarily, because that's... That's manageable. Like, you can explain that. I think it's more so, and I have never taken people's passwords. I've only shared it once with my ex-girlfriend, who I recently took off my Netflix account. Um, I think the crackdowns will come in this regard. If they, so I live in Southwest Toledo. Um, we'll say she lived in Oregon. If the address on the account is Southwest Toledo, where I live, but there's someone else always using it in Oregon. They're going to crack down on that. I think yeah, that that makes if that doesn't if that doesn't equal two from one plus one, it's one point nine eight. It's close enough where they can go. You're sharing your password, not the traveling people. By the way, Netflix is as I've t- told you for a while, far more quantity than quality. Look, every now and then there is a home run. Like, I loved Valhalla, the continuation of the Viking show that was on Discovery. Uh, Loved it all weekend a couple weekends ago. Is this eight episodes? So eight episodes. Is eight episodes 
of one show worth $15 a month? Probably. Um, the Adam Project, the Ryan Reynolds movie, if you loved it, if you would go to a movie, you'd pay about $15. But Netflix has really been crippled by shows going home. The way they built their model was um, instead of you having DVDs and the network apps not being built out, you could watch Friends. I would watch all the Star Treks. Friends is gone. It went home. Some of the Star Trek shows have gone to Paramount. And now that they're losing all these legacy shows, that's why it was so important for them to get, hear me out, for them to get Seinfeld, which had never been streamed before, I don't believe. And now it's all there. This is why they have... They've gone so hard with these comedy stars because they know those things almost always hit. Where the original programming, movies, TV shows, for the most part, are a miss. I'm going to say that eight or nine times out of ten, show or movie that you might dive into is not something you're going to love. Not Valhalla or The Atom Project. So Netflix is trying to do what they can to continue to make money. I know that sounds ruthless and cruel, Um, businesses are allowed to make money when they go overboard. I don't like that. That's greed. So Netflix is doing what they can. And I don't like the price going up, but I think while the 2010s were the cord cutting era, which made all these streamers, the network streamers, um, like I usually watch my NBC shows the day after on the NBC app. They had to build that out. And now that we stream so much, Um, There are costs associated with this. And as you know, uh, those costs are nearing what it used to cost for cable. So we have to make a decision. I think we're entering, uh, call it stream slicing, or uh, we'll call it, you're familiar with the word churn, as people like hop in and out of streamers, which I thought about doing, but Again, if you hop out of Netflix, what happens if that if a show comes on that you really want to watch next month? You might as well have just kept it. Called the Great Churn or maybe Cord Cutting 2.0. As we become more discerning and judicious with what apps we we haven't paid for to stream, maybe you will go. I'm gonna give up you and Bridgerton because I only really watch like one show or one movie a month. And I can live without the library and legacy stuff on Netflix. So I'm going to keep that 15 bucks in my pocket. And maybe get a less expensive streamer, a more obscure one. Like one I use is Tubi. It's free. T-U-B-I. And especially now with all of us having less money in our pocket because of rising costs, we have to make that decision. I'm out of Netflix. I use Prime to shop, but also for their great uh, content as well. So I'll probably always have Prime, mostly for free shipping, but I think we're entering cord cutting 2.0 where streamers will plateau like Netflix has or lose people. And then what will happen is what's already kind of happening where companies that have purchased several things, um, Disney, so you get Disney and with Disney Plus, you can, there's already a mini bundle, Disney, ESPN, and Hulu, right? Um, with your phone provider, you get certain free streaming networks. So what I think this is bundling 1.0. Phase 2 or bundling 2.0 will be some places going, we can't can't do this anymore. Like I think Discovery just merged with Disney. Um, And I know 
I think Discovery was on Disney Plus, but now it's a more cohesive marriage. I think what you'll have is competitive streamers teaming up with one another. The big swallowing the little. Just how, like, happens in real life. Like, it, it's happened with banks. It, it's happened with stores and retail. The swallowing up of the little guy. Um, and we will have super bundles. And instead of just Disney, Hulu, and ESPN, I'll also be able to have, maybe they'll pull Paramount in. Sorry, I don't have a ton of streamers, but I have the big ones. So I think we'll have like super bundles or mega bundles, and you could almost call it like cable 2.0. Like you might have access to 10 streamers, similar to how you had like 10,000 cable channels. And when you have 10 streamers, you'll still go, there's nothing on. So, um, another cool thing, speaking of streaming and Wi-Fi, the library does it again, uh, in several locations. Sorry if I get this wrong, but in uh, some of the locations, if you're in good standing with your account, you can, um, borrow a hotspot, Wi-Fi hotspot. Really good. Um, speaking of hotspots, they offer those at a place that I got very familiar with today. Um, it is part of the Zeph Center and I'm going to, I look forward to helping them out as I do with like. Good Grief, and other places I work closely with. Um, It's called Safety Net. Thanks to Kitty and Larry and Haley for the tour today. They are a place for runaway and homeless. uh, They they offer runaway and homeless youth services. Um, Kids who are too uh, often age out of places, this is the spot for them. And they've got Wi-Fi. They've got a kitchen. They've got food. They've got clothes. They've got places to do laundry. They've got hygiene uh, hygiene items. You can take a shower there. They've got uh, they've got beds. They've got TVs. They've got video game systems. Please spread the word about it, please, uh, if you could. Safety net, um, and they're open twenty four seven for kids in distress. And their thing is ring the bell. They have a shirt that says ring the bell at jupe mode right now because on the uh, side of the building there's a big welcome mural and you ring the bell to get help. That's safety net. Um, is there anything else? Did I give you everything? Um, so I went deeper into my dad and I don't know if I told you, I don't think I told you this. So we had, uh, Alana on the other day, uh, talking about Toledo helps Ukraine. This wasn't on the podcast that got cut off anyway, but I said to her, it's like, I'm pretty sure, um, part of my, fa- I know my heritage, my ancestors are Eastern European. I don't know from where though. My uncle, my, my uncle Jeff, that's my mom's brother. My mom who, my mom who passed away. Um, I don't talk about uncle. I, so I have a very tiny family. Um, until Paul was able to have Noel, like, and her last name is mine, but it will likely change. Maybe not. Like, this is the end of my dad's last name. That's it. Uh, we're very small. We had a small family before. There's an Indiana Jones quote in the Crystal Skull movie that only I liked uh, from 2007. We've reached the point in our life where it begins to take things from us rather than giving it to us or something like that. And I was wondering at what age I would hit that. And I did. Because when I was young, it was just me, my dad, my brother, two uncles. My dad and mom each have a brother. No, They're not met. So I have no cut, no aunts, no cousins. And... My mom's dad, Grandpa Paul, died when I was a little boy. I didn't remember him, but he gave me my first baseball glove. So it was me, my mom, my dad, Uncle Jeff, Uncle Michael, uh, Grammy Grammy Bale, Uncle Jeff. Sorry, I repeated Jeff. Um, so I have three grandparents, Grammy Bale, and then my Grammy and Grandpa on my dad's side. 
Um, the only ones left, it's me and my brother Paul, his daughter Noelle, uh, uh, my brother's fiance Tracy and her son. That's my dad and two uncles. That's it. No cousins, no aunts, no grandparents anymore, no mama. Um, there's not, we're not here. My uncle, my uncle Jeff saw that I, uh, the, the podcast link and he said, you know, um, that I, I can, I, let me read this for you. It's, it's on Instagram, but you might not use Instagram and that's totally fine. My mom's maternal grandmother was from what was called Kiev, now Kiev, uh, I'm not sure if her husband, my grandfather, this is my uncle, was Ukrainian. He was a traveling salesman and tailor. Remind me something. He wants to tell me about So I have great grandparents from uh, Ukraine. I asked my dad, because I, I am terrible about my heritage. I'm also terrible. This got pointed out in the old show. I think Sarah and Megan were stunned how little I knew about my mom and dad. Um, But I asked my dad today, and we had briefly talked about this before. That's why I was certain... My heritage was Eastern European, which is where a lot of, which is where a lot of Jewish people um, emigrated from to Ellis Island. Um, a lot of Jewish people in that area still. President Zelensky is Jewish, so my dad is fairly certain his maternal mom or dad, one of them, maybe both of them, um, were from Ukraine. So I think he was a little confused about Kiev, but yeah, it looks like, God, I can't even do the math because my family tree is as long as my arm and that's not long. I wish it was long like my nose, relatively speaking. So it it seems like a good portion of my great grandparents. And I don't know how many there should have been. Like, would would it be eight, four grandparents, eight great grandparents, like maybe as much as half were Ukrainian. Last thing, fun thing. I came across a neat thing on Reddit. What's something you always have in the fridge? I couldn't answer that. Um, Does my Brita water filter count? Probably not. I think it's like something that you're constantly buying, right? So I just buy my perishables, uh, fresh fresh fruit and vegetables every week. And then when I'm out, because I know my schedule, I get more. I don't have anything that's always in my fridge unless we're counting things I don't use regularly. Mustard. In fact, I went through my fridge not long ago. Mustard, lime juice, beer I'm never going to drink. Um, simple syrup. What else? I have some cherry bitters. Should that even be in the fridge? Uh, I, I use the avocado mayo I have once every two weeks. What's something you always have in your fridge. I told you quick today on the podcast, you have homework. Still, please support Toledo Helps Ukraine and give a look to Safety Net.